ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Alrighty. <clears throat> Make me feel good. Make me feel good. Make me feel good. Make me feel good. Good? You betcha. Thank you. Yeah, go on then. Make me feel good. The podcast. What do you think of the mullet on a man? I like it. It's the, it's the head of the god. <laughs> oh, they laugh, but hairdresser Makesh is onto something. If you thought the mullet story started with 70s rockers like the Runaways or 80s sports stars like Warwick Kappa, if your history of the mullet doesn't have references to classic Greek literature or Upper Mesopotamia, you need this history of the mullet. And it was, it was super short on top, I should say. It's like shaved, isn't it? Business. Business, yeah. As Dr Emily Brayshaw, Honorary Research Fellow at the School of Design at the University of Technology, Sydney, says the mullet goes back a lot further than that. We're talking prehistoric peoples would likely have discovered practical benefits of cutting the fringe to keep it out of their eyes Mm -hmm. with a bit of extra growth at the back to keep their necks warm and protect them from the rain. So hundreds of thousands of years it's been um, business at the front and party at the back, I'd say. And we're only just getting started. How about mullet history, the warrior edition? Three and a half thousand years ago, we've got Hittite warriors and Assyrians and Egyptians, ancient Egyptians, sporting them. This Hittite empire spread across, they sort of started around in modern Turkey, but, um, you know, across Asia Minor into northern Levant and Upper Mesopotamia, big, big mullet times then. And then we've even got um, the ancient Greek poet Homer, who um, in the Iliad um, talks about a Greek tribe of warring spearmen called the Abantes, who were allies of the Greeks during the Trojan Wars. And Homer describes them as wearing their forelocks cropped, hair grown long at the back. So, you know, mullet that, in the Iliad. That the mullet in the Iliad. You know, we've got a lot of Greek statues, again, found in Western museums. Um, a lot of these artefacts date to 6th century before Christ, so uh, 2,600 years ago. You'll spot a mullet there. Do you ever tie it up at the back? Nah, no way. Nah. No use having a mullet if you're going to tie it up. And where were the ancient Romans rocking their mullets? Mullets at the circuits. So, um... So they're kind of like a hairstyle of choice for youthful, wealthy, ancient Romans who love to watch the chariot races. And the haircuts, they actually called the style the Hun cut after the Huns who were nomadic warriors from Central Asia, the Caucasians and Eastern Europe. And the Huns kind of terrorised much of Europe and the Roman Empire in the 4th and 5th centuries AD, but they're incredibly impressive horsemen and known for their military achievements. And so, you know, seeing the Hun cut at the chariot races was sort of a little bit edgy, a little bit daring. Seeing it stream um, you know. out behind them as they raced one another. Well, they just are what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like yours? Because I can party at the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the Western world doesn't really have a monopoly on the mullet. Mm-hmm. In Japan, for example, during the Edo period, which is about 1603 to 1867, um, there was a version of the mullet called the chonmage. And that's like the top-knot haircut worn by men and generally samurai, shaved at the top, but down the back it's grown very, very long and it was oiled and waxed and being tied into a small tail folded onto the top of the head in a top knot. So that's kind of like 
riffing on the mullet, mm. if you will. And once he got home yeah. at night and took that top knot out and shook his waxed and oiled mane, it would have been mullet central. How about China? Any mullet history? Yeah, a little bit. The, uh, the hairdo called the Q, uh, worn by the Jurchen and Manchu people of Manchuria in the Qing dynasty of China. Again, roughly the same period, 1636 to 1912, was required to wear the Q. Again, the front portion of the head shaved and then the hair at the back grown really long and plaited. Not everybody is a mullet fan, though. We can also see that for thousands of years, it's sort of been the haircut of rebels, if you will. Was anyone asking about how the mullet affects your immortal soul? Is the Bible okay with mullets? No, no. St Paul in the Corinthians um, 11.14 declares that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him. So, you know, the Bible's not down with a mullet. Interestingly, in the medieval era, we've got a medieval English monk and historian called Odoric Vitalis, who was often cranky and he had like issues and views on fashion. And he grumbled that many of the elite Norman noblemen used to shave the front part of their head like thieves and let their hair grow very long in the back like harlots. Like harlots. <laughs> Business at the front, harlot at the back is another level again. And don't let anyone tell you a mullet can't pay your bills. US President Benjamin Franklin wore what we call a scullet, which is when the dude's gone bald on the top and long at the back. And that was in the late 18th century. And uh, his style's immortalised on the US $100 bill. Wow. <laughs> See, I was confusing it with a frolet where you've got the, the party at the front and it's business on the back. Ah, the reverse mullet. Right, that's the one. You go in there to get one cut off and they, uh, they just keep it on. It just must be... Stuck on there or something like Just stuck in their brain. They can't cut it off. It's against their tradition, I suppose. Will there ever be a time where there are no mullets? I think the mullet's going to be around for another three and a half thousand years. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon.